What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. Hey, ladies and gents, this is your girl, Brianna Javon with What's Good Podcast Season 4, and we want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. As you guys know, we do not have interviews. Instead, we have genuine conversations, so let's get into it. Today, well, if you've been keeping up, we are doing retail companies this season. This is what you guys voted for, so we're going to keep this thing going, and we have the owners of Pro Black Health health vitamins and that's Dr. Kalina and Darian McDaniel. How are y'all today? We are well I, I am wonderful. I'm great as well. I'm great <laughs> I don't want to say we or anything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good, good too baby. I'm good We're too. Good. <laughs> that's good. a lot of smiles. I feel great energy. This is awesome. <laughs> All awesome. right. So as you guys know we always start off with icebreakers. This is to you know kind of get ready for the conversation. Some people be like ah I'm like just relax it's gonna be okay <laughs> so let's get started with the icebreakers i'm ready so for darian i have how does being an entrepreneur affect your relationships with your family and or friends well since my wife is my business partner that makes it good so um she kind of understands the business so it's kind of easy to talk about the business um with friends and family trying to understand the hard work of an entrepreneur and that you don't have a lot of time. So can't answer phones and texts throughout the day because, you know, a lot of people work nine to five and after five, they're like chilling, watching TV and we're kind of still going. So trying to make sure we'll talk to you on the weekend or we'll talk to you then. So just really trying to manage that time and have them understand that an entrepreneur job is pretty much 24 seven. All right. And for you, Dr. Kalina, if you would never have to work again, would you and why? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I know, right? It depends on how you define work, right? So I'm a surgeon, right? And I've been a surgeon for over 10 years. So my main nine to five is a pretty structured, high anxiety kind of profession that definitely has its rewarding attributes. You know, I get to see people do better and feel better and talk to them and counsel them and meet a lot of people. Um, But I'm still working for someone else, which makes the work a little bit grueling sometimes more than it has to be because you have the pressures of being a physician that happens, I think, no matter where you are. But half of my everyday life is dealing with administration and C-suite and paperwork and headaches that I think sometimes make the job less enjoyable. So if I could get away from that, potentially at any moment, I'd be like, you know what, I'm done with it. But I would want to, I would want to work on my terms, you know? So like, how can I help people the way that I want to help people without all the red tape, because I don't think that I'm at a point in my life where I want to do nothing. So if you enjoy what you do, technically still working, but it doesn't feel like a chore, you know, it, it does, does that make sense? So I can set my alarm clock to whenever I want to set it and talk to people when I want to talk to them and turn off my phone when I want to turn off my phone. Five minutes ago, I would have done all that. 
but that's just not kind of realistic. But that doesn't mean that I just want to, you know, sit on the couch every day and do nothing. I don't think I'm at that point. So it just depends on what you define work as. I want to be a productive, um, responsible adult in society that's making it better, but I want to do it in a way that gives me full passion. You know, now it's like, oh, some days it's cool, some days are like, I can leave all of this <laughs> 10 minutes ago and not feel bad about it. You know, it's like I keep a pink slip in my wallet at all times just in case somebody <laughs> says something funny. And I'd be like, you know what? Today's the day. Yeah. But until then, I will be at work tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning until. <laughs> I love that. It just reminded me, I, it was a quote, and I'm probably going to say it wrong. Um, if you do your passion, you're really not working. It was something like that. And I was like, you know what? That is the truth because you're going to do something that fulfills you, that gives you joy to where it's pretty much you just going with the flow. Yeah, some days are going to be, you know, dang, this happened or this happened, right? But at the end of the day, this is something that you want to do versus being forced because people are over your shoulder and you got to check in and things of that nature. So I definitely get it. (laughs) So thank you guys for sharing. All right, so let's get into our genuine conversation. Usually I started off with who is the guest? So whomever wants to go first, who is Dr. Kalina or who is Darian? Whoever wants to start. You can go back. Ladies first. Sure. So um, as I mentioned before, I'm a bariatric or a weight loss surgeon. So I do surgery for patients or for people who suffer from morbid obesity. And it's not for cosmesis. Weight loss is a cool side effect, but it's really for the health benefit. So getting rid of high blood pressure and diabetes and sleep apnea and all that stuff. Um, I do some general surgery, but that's kind of like the majority of my career. And I went to Howard, I live in Atlanta. So um, I'm just been around a lot of African-American or should I say people of color in terms of healthcare workers. So I really think it's weird when a lot of people come from like as close as Tennessee and like, oh my God, you're the first black female surgeon I met. I was like, huh? I know like 10, but I but like I, I went to the Mecca and I'm in Atlanta and I'm from New York. So to me, that's my everyday, but it's really, really rare. Less than 2% of surgeons in the U.S. are persons of color, but specifically African-American, African-Americans. So it's really weird to get outside of my Atlanta bubble because I feel like just one of many, but it's very, very, very rare. Um, so on top of that, I'm also in the military um, and I do surgery. They, I'm a surgeon, I mean, I'm a soldier first, but when I deploy, that's what they use me for is to be like a surgeon. Um, no, so that's like a second job. And then Pro Black Health is the other job, which is, I think it's the coolest of all the jobs I do because it really feels like we're making a difference on a much bigger level than just individuals that I can touch or talk to. So overall, I mean, that's who I am. I wear a lot of hats, but at the end of the day, you know, I was born Carlina and all the other stuff are just things that I do. And Mm -hmm. I feel like as a person, what I want, why I feel so passionate about this company is that it makes me sad to see us African-Americans as a people, as a community, really just getting dogged out 
but not even getting dogged out by everybody else, getting dogged out by ourselves, by what we put on social media, what we think is okay, what we glorify. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're way too dope for that. You know, like, it's like, I see it. And I'm like, y'all little knuckleheads really on, <laughs> you know, Instagram. And you think all you got is shaking your bottom and talking nasty and mm-hmm. flexing. It just, it's like, there's so many things bigger in life with health being the most important thing, you know? And that's kind of like, I think, the center of who we are, but that's what kind of motivates me in almost all of the things that I work with in terms of just like putting health as kind of a pinnacle, obviously your your God and family, but individually Uh without without your health, you can't do much. You can't do do nothing. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Can't do much, baby. That's right. And you? Well, I'm Darian McDaniel and, um, I'm from St. Louis originally, uh, moved to Atlanta, and I went to Morehouse and uh, graduated from Morehouse, traveled a little bit and worked in a couple of different places, but Atlanta's my home. Um, I've been an executive for marketing for C-Level for 20 years or so, uh, which I've really enjoyed, learned a lot, and now I'm pretty much the CEO of Pro Black Health. Um, which is kind of a passion of both of ours. And so day-to-day operations for pro-Black health from, you know, marketing to branding to communications to everything you can think about for running a business is kind of my day-to-day now. And um, just excited about the company, excited about where we're going and excited to be trying to make, trying actually making a difference, not trying to, not trying to make a difference no more, but making a difference for health in our community. So um, that's me. Indeed. Thank you for sharing. So I want to start from the very beginning, right? We can't know where we are until we start from the past. So yeah. how did you guys meet? Tell us a story on how did you guys meet? You do the story the best. <laughs> I'll, I'll let her I'll let her ride with it. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna give the the short, clean version of it, right? <laughs> Eight, late 2012, nine years ago on my birthday, my office at the time took me out to Dugan's, which is a sports bar here in Atlanta for my birthday. And then he was there by himself watching, I don't know, some basketball game and his table was next to our table. And he's like, you know, talking to us, blah, blah, blah. And then all of my people left and it was just me and him. So then it was like midnight. So now it's literally my birthday. And he's like, so what you want to do? And I was like, because <laughs> I had just kind of moved to Atlanta. So I was like, you know, feeling my drink that he had bought me. And then, you know, he was like, do you want to go to the strip club? <laughs> not that, that I'm glorifying that, but Atlanta full of strip clubs, you know? Right. So why not? why not? You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we went to the strip club and just had a good old time. And then we dated off and on. And then more off than on, and then more off and then on. <laughs> and then <laughs> we ran into each other like at a New Year's Eve party. And then it was more off. And then we got together at a Halloween party like three, two or three years later. And then it was like no time had passed. You know, it was like we just like something kept bringing us together. Yeah. Despite absolutely. all his trifling. <laughs> And you know all the all the goofy. He knew, 
he, he knew where it was. And then, just, oh my <laughs> and then we just kind of like made it work. And then I think the longer we were together, we really saw just kind of how we fit yeah. like a puzzle. You know, I think it's very rare when you find someone that is genuinely your friends, yeah. like genuinely like, like we could kick it. Like we could be in like a box with nothing but a marker and we gonna find a way to turn that box up. And it's nice to have somebody that Absolutely. on every level, you really know them, you know, they have your back and mm -hmm. like it continues. We just continue to get closer and grow because we really at our core just really, really care and love about each other past like physical attributes and all that stuff. Like it's a real, almost like a soul relationship. It's Absolutely. really, really cool. I agree. I agree. I love soul relationship. I haven't heard that one. You know, they used to say soul relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's really what it is. It's just like so, it's so easy. I think yeah. that's a good word for it. It's so easy. And it's just because of that soul connection. So I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love, I can see the laugh. I just love it. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> So who came up with the idea first for pro-Black health? And with that being stated, how did that conversation go? Well, um, when we got married, to tell you the really the story, when we got married, we said we were going to do something to give back to the community. And um, we didn't know what that was going to be. I had been successful. She was successful. But I felt like I just never gave back. And that was something that was like inside of me that was a passion. And I said, you know, let's try to make this up actually part of our wedding vows to give back to the community. And so we kind of, you know, went for a little bit and then we we're kind of thinking of things that we could do and, you know, donating and giving money to different causes. And then when we got married, we kind of, you know, when you live with somebody, you spend more time with them. When they come home, you experience their job a lot more than when you're in separate households. And so she would come home frustrated all the time because she worked in primarily Black hospitals and areas on that condition of health of Black people. And she would really come in upset. She was just like, we're just not doing the bare minimum, you know, mm -hmm. to care of ourselves and you know we're using the emergency room as a as a doctor's visit you know it's just like just minimal healthcare maintenance you know and we're waiting to the last minute and it was just so frustrating for her and you know one day I was working and she was trying to talk to me about it and I was like do I have to hear about black people not being healthy again today yeah <laughs> and she said you're damn right <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and then I said you know what you so pro-black health and then that's kind of how the name stuck. And I was like, that's kind of got a ring to it. And so we said that, you know, maybe we can do a nonprofit, you know, to give back to the community. So we started looking into that and we found out, you know, there were a lot of nonprofits already out there that were actually doing stuff about health in the community, but they just didn't have the financial resources. And so once we figured that out, we were like, you know, what can we do to change that? And, you know, we kind of, let it slide for a little bit. And then I was watching a Shark Tank episode and it was a company that sold beach towels and each one that they sold a percentage to go back to um, clean up the ocean for marine life. And I was like, if they can do it for fish, 
we can do it for black people, right? That's and right. So, mm -hmm. And so we were like, you know, we need to come up with something. So we we're like t-shirts, all these things. And then one day she had came with some information from the CDC and um, it stated that 92% um, of African-Americans are deficient in vitamins and minerals, 92%. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, we need to do a vitamin company, but make it geared towards our community cool fun cool names and just be straight out about it like pro-black health you know promoting health in the black community that's what we're all about and so we started the brand we came up with good names and concepts and one of the key factors of it is 50 percent of our net profits will go back to nonprofits that focus on eradicating health disparities in the black community so it's a way to get yourself healthy by also giving back to the community all in one opportunity. So um, that's kind of the story of how it started. It's beautiful. So when you guys decided, as you mentioned, you know, we're thinking about t-shirts, we're thinking about different ideas. When it came to vitamins, what did the research look like when creating the product itself? Well, well, it was a lot of stuff out there. Um, what we kind of learned is it's hard to get all the FDA approvals and, you know, all the things that you need. And it was a lot, it was a bigger bite than we thought because um, mm -hmm. you have to get all the seals approval for organic. It's a lot of things in it and a lot of money. Um, and so, and then what us really you know, giving 50% back. And that was kind of our strategy of marketing to as a growth, you know, with the company, uh, we really couldn't go get a traditional loan and any of those things, because that's a business model that most banks and our companies are not interested in. So we had to fund it all on our own. Um, and so it was a real big leap of faith on both of us to say, is our community gonna even be receptive you know, it's like, it's nothing that you can really do. You know, you can kind of mock up a t-shirt and put it out there and see if people like it, but then, you know, you really got to have the formulas and all the stuff down. So it was kind of like, let's jump out there. So I think that was the hardest thing, just really that leap of faith. What do you think, babe? I think that was the most technical piece, but I think when you break it down to, okay, so we decided vitamins. So like I talk to people every day about what to eat, what not to eat, are you taking your vitamins? Are you not taking your vitamins? And a lot of people of all races and ethnicities and backgrounds, but particularly us, if it don't taste good, look good, smell good, feel good, rub you <laughs> on the shoulder, slick your edges, we don't want no part of it. You know, like we're, just so, we're so fickle and we put pure enjoyment and instant gratification ahead of health and like future benefits. So everything is, oh, I don't take vitamins because they don't taste good or I don't like doing something every day and all this thing. So I think part of our research was also, what are the obstacles? What are the barriers that mm -hmm. keep us from wanting to do something that has long-term benefits? And mm -hmm. we had to focus on tasting. You know, gummies are a big part of our brands because like anything else, if you don't enjoy doing it, the odds of you doing it for any length of time is likely not gonna happen. So we had to do something that not necessarily was like it's candy or it's a treat, but it had to be pleasing to a point where it wasn't a turnoff and you knew mm -hmm. oh, I'm for myself and I don't mind doing it. And mm -hmm. it tastes good or, you know, it's not, there, there can't be really any turnoff to make it um, 
something that people want to do because right. it's not taking it once, it's not taking it twice, it's not taking for a week. What can you do? What will you do every day for the rest of your life that's going to benefit you in the long term? Mm. So that was a big part of our research was what are the reasons why people don't do what they're supposed to do? So that's why we have to figure out the taste of something. That's why we have to try to work on, you know, and he's really good at like, what is a cool name? So it's not about being gimmicky, but like I said, we got to feel it. Like, oh, that's lame. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, why is it gray? You know, it's like, it, it sounds silly and it's not, stupid, but it's stuff that once you break down the psychology of it, you have to appeal to that part of how, we exist in this universe. Yeah. Some, it has to touch something in you that is like, oh, I like that. Even mm -hmm. though what's in it, you know what I mean, is really healthy for you. But because you like the color or it, because it brings out nostalgia or because you can relate it to your grandmama's mama, it's got to be something that draws you to something. And that's what we did to kind of like relate to the Black experience. Absolutely. Something that is for us by us because you on the shelf how many things speak to you as a black person you know yeah, you vitamin but oh i see this blonde hair lady oh i see some stick figure mm -hmm. oh i don't see nothing just some pills sitting on there some fruits and vegetables that'll move me uh -huh, but uh -huh. beautiful sister or not 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 your mama's greens most people got a grandmama who made them some greens and it's just something that kind of like Again, it's that appeal. What is going to be something that someone can relate to that they enjoy enough to be able to do it consistently? So I think that was more of the psychological mm -hmm. people marketing aspect. What can we do to make it appealing so people will want to invest in their health and want to join the movement? So it's kind of like figuring out that niche. That was so true. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's really good. That is good. So I kind of want to back up just a little bit because you guys made a point and my like bulb started going off. The importance of investing in yourself. Sometimes I feel like when I talk to different people and they're like, okay, I got to get this bank loan or I got to get some donations. I got to get this. I got to get that. When certain times, as you just mentioned, sometimes you just got to start within your household or start within your community first and then gradually get to getting loans and things of that nature. So if you guys taking that first step of, you know what, we may have to do this ourselves. What did that sacrifice look like? Well, it was it was a financial sacrifice because, you know, it was a lot of savings and stuff. We we're really good savers and we saved a lot of our money for retirement. You know, we had a lot of stocks and those type of things. And so you had to liquidate some things. Um, and it, and that was that was a difficult choice. Um, but. You know, we both had great credit. We actually didn't want to go into like credit card debt or anything. So we kind of used like real cash, you know, to really kind of get it. And then I think it was just, it was a sacrifice. But I think for me, it was more about, are the people going to feel it? You know, mm -hmm. like it was like, it was one of the first times in my life that I didn't take an, I would say an educated risk because it was other people's psyche or feeling involved, you know, everything else for me has always been calculated, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And this is the information I have. And this is why I'm dealing with 92% of not even taking vitamins. Just imagine you taking that in, you like, well, I got, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got to sell the 8% of the people, I got to get these 92% of the people to like, 
really understand it, which was another hurdle for us because when we first started, oh, vitamins, I don't need that. We have so many things in our mind and so many old tales about, you know, I just eat this and I'm fine. I had a friend of mine actually is a, uh, not a, he is a friend of mine now, but he worked for me on a couple of rental properties. Mm-hmm. You know, everything he, everything, every issue he had, he just said, I just need to eat more garlic. That was like his mm-hmm. everything. Uh-huh. You know, those kind of myths and wise tales and the kind of the things that keep us in health disparities, you know, yes. we think we know everything, uh-huh. you know, and, we, and I don't know why we think we know, have all the answers. And it's like, the blood test is showing that you don't have the answers. Uh-huh. When she's pulling blood, it's showing that we don't have the answers. When she's uh-huh. pulling blood, it's saying that we deficient. When she's pulling the blood, she's saying we got high blood pressure. We're saying uh-huh. we're pre-diabetic. So don't uh-huh. tell me what you know. Right. When the facts are saying something else. So that was kind of kind of the kind of the hurdles. And unfortunately, you know, the pandemic hit, you mm-hmm. know, but it made us realize how bad of health that we were in. That's uh-huh. why we we're dying at such a high rate. It was like the flashlight is on, you know. I always mm-hmm. say, like, you know, when the roaches are running around and you put the light on, you know, it's like it's it's mm-hmm. on now. Like now you see that you have mm-hmm. an issue and you know within the community so I just think that you know that was an unfortunate thing but I think it kind of got us to think about well what am I doing am I walking am I running am I eating healthy kind of bringing those things to the forefront thanks and Dr. Carlina with you seeing it every day you know as far as health what was one thing that you were like this has to be a part of pro-black health Cause you see it every day, you know what's going on and you brought to the table, like, okay, whatever we do, this is one factor we have to take into consideration. Um, I think for both of us, it's more of the education and the vitamins are like a vehicle to, that can do a number of things. It can literally help give you better health or support your health. Um, but really it's about using it almost to start a conversation about, well, what is good health? What is preventative medicine? What does it mean to start to do things for your health before you bleed in, before hanging off, before we get to that point of extreme disease, which is where I see it. Like, and if you come to me, if you, if they call me seeing the emergency room, it means that you, you, don't, you don't pass the early stages of what's going on. And now it's like a big deal, but you don't go from I'm totally healthy to stage four anything overnight. It's a process, whether you ignored it, whether you didn't realize it, whatever the case is, but what we really want to drive home is you're not sick until you're sick. So let's let's start working on ourselves before we get sick, you know? So I think the vitamins is a good way to have those conversations. Like how do you support yourself while you still feel good before the diabetes happens, before the high blood pressure happens? Or even if you have some of these ailments, what are everyday things you can do to help Mm -hmm. support them to not get worse or to improve them with Mm -hmm. diet? So yes, you can take a supplement, but it's very difficult for most people to get everything that they need in the diet, whether it be because they can't afford it, whether it be because they don't have time, whether it be because our soil has been overworked. And even if you were vegan or vegetarian, just the stuff coming out the ground doesn't have the same amount of nutrients. Mm -hmm. Whatever the reason, 
you know, but even eating better to add addition to the vitamin. So like I said, I do weight loss surgery and people tend to need some kind of event. They need a spark to start kind of the domino effect of doing other things. So vitamins, let's talk about health. Let's talk about what's in the vitamin. Let's talk about different foods that have these vitamins in it to kind of support um, and be an adjunct. And a lot of people, you know what? I'm starting to take a vitamin. Let me start walking. Let mm-hmm. me start taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Let mm-hmm. me start, um, what else can people do? I mean, there's just so many things that usually once you do one thing, if you start to feel a little bit better, they think, well, what if I did something else? Mm-hmm. What if right. I cut out, you know, I, I eat fast food three days a week. What if I cut to two days a week? What if mm-hmm. I my soda? So it's the cumulative mm-hmm. effect that helps yeah. your overall health. Just taking the vitamins. If you take the vitamins and you eat a Big Mac every day and you, you know, <laughs> you get on a little scooter and you go everywhere, if you really think, I, I will not put no money to say that that's going to make you healthy. It's not. But yeah. it's all the things you do. This is like such a small piece of what mm-hmm. we want everyone to do is mm-hmm. how do you take care of your whole self? This is just yeah. one thing. So mm-hmm. this conversation or makes you aware, health awareness, you know, this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mac and cheese is not a vegetable you know <laughs> which i have heard and i'm not even being funny it's really it's, it's comical but it's sad because uh-huh. it feels like sometimes the lack of education and foundation mm-hmm. that is passed on from generation to generation you know uh-huh. but how do we bring it in a way that it doesn't sound overly medical or complicated because to me it isn't everything can be broken down to meet somebody where they are mm-hmm. and you can't do what you don't understand so right. let's Let's, let's break it down so you can understand it. You know, let, let's talk about things that don't cost a lot of money. What are things you can do in your neighborhood? What are things you can do mm-hmm. in your house? What mm-hmm. are things that are better alternatives? Because it may not be perfect, but how can we do better? You know, mm-hmm. there's bad, good, better, best. Most people are never going to be best, especially mm-hmm. if we just don't have the support to be best yet. But mm-hmm. we definitely do better. We definitely can, you know? So mm-hmm. it's about really understanding how do we increase our longevity? You know, mm-hmm. you know, not to make it political, but we are mm-hmm. in a really strange political time where there's really on the forefront about how our country still feels about it. What, not what, oh, they feel about us again, or we mm-hmm. didn't know. They felt about us like this for over 400 years. It was as mm-hmm. high places and now we're acting like oh it's so crazy mm-hmm. but it's gonna take group and community initiative and for us to work together but how do we do it if we all sick how the hell are you gonna stand out in a protest with a wood leg how the <laughs> hell are you, oh, you on dialysis you know like it doesn't make sense so if you individually don't have the strength to go out and all you are healthy to be together to be mm-hmm. a group and your group is your community no, no one, nobody can hear you, you know? Mm-hmm. So if individuals are sick, the community is sick, and then we're going to be exactly where they want us to be, not able mm-hmm. to do nothing. So it's like, it's so big, you know? It really so starts big. like here, like this, me choosing, me deciding to drink water over soda is a decision. Everything yeah. is a decision, but your mm-hmm. decisions add up to mean so many things, you know? Yes, it does. Sorry, I just got, I yeah, yeah, I feel it. That was good. I yeah, just that like, was good. That's it's so it's true. Just, it's it's just, so true. It's just crazy how and big it, it can be. You and know? you know, and it's like 
our, we call it a pro-black health movement. That's mm -hmm. kind of our thing, you know, um, that is not just a vitamin company, it's a movement. And just our customers, and I call them our family, it's not even our customers, but just the the responses, thank you, I started doing this, I started doing that. It's just like every day, it just makes me feel so good, you know, mm -hmm. so many emails and Instagram messages about, you know, I love, I felt, I had a lot of energy. I walked today. It's just like this whole vibe, you know, I want to make a whole pro-black health, we were talking about a pro-black health movement, this uh -huh. vibe for just health, you know, and health and wellness. Cause you know, if you, you know, without health, you can't do anything. I always say this story, which is kind of, it's kind of sad, but I always think about Steve Jobs and all the money he had, uh -huh. what would he trade it all for? to be yeah. healthy and to still be here. Like it's yeah. all the money, all the wealth, all the glam, all the cars, all the dresses, all the shoes, all the Jordans. Mm -hmm. They mean nothing if you can't wear them or can't be in them. So, you know, that health, you know, health over wealth and that, and that has to be like the focus, you know? And so we can start to do that and keep this ball rolling, but it's, um, and it, it's an exciting movement and we're looking forward to growing it even bigger. Yes. Because I, mean, I agree with that. If you don't feel good on the inside, then it's not going to come out. You're not going to look good. You're not going to, it's just going to mess up your whole day. Yeah. So I know my granny, when I was a little girl, you better start now. Go ahead, take them vitamins, girl. You better start now. And now that I'm older, I can appreciate those conversations because I'm seeing people my age that's looking 30, 40, 50 years old, you know, mm -hmm. and it makes a difference. And so my daddy always told me, like my family always put that in me. And that's why I'm glad that you mentioned community. Because as soon as I went to you guys' page, there's not a lot of pictures of y'all. It's more of the community saying how good the vitamins are, how good your products is, support them. I'm just not doing it for my book, my good, but my family is involved. And I appreciated looking at your, the marketing plan, just looking at everything. I, I was engaged. I found myself in a wormhole, just looking at different stuff and reading the reviews and things of that nature. So I definitely love everything that you guys are doing, the pro-Black health movement, because I feel like it starts in the household. If you don't get educated in the household, then how are you going to share that with other people? And then from there, like you mentioned, the domino effect. It yeah. won't go anywhere if we're being selfish with the knowledge, if we're being selfish with the resources. If we're going to be there for the community, you got to show up for the community. So I just love everything that you guys oh, say. Thank you so much. That, I mean, that just means the world to us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about, people always say, well, why are you guys not always on? And, you know, a lot of these mm -hmm. business owners are always like, it's about the people, man. It's mm -hmm. about the people. I mean, we come on every once in a while, I may have, but it's like, it's, it's not about us. It's, it's, it's about the people. It's about everybody. It's about our community. So that's what we want to keep the focus. Mm -hmm. All right. So I do want to get into the names. And just to name some, we have the mother gut reaction, king essentials, queen essentials, and the list goes on. Mm -hmm. How were these names created and what was the inspiration behind them? Well, I was just thinking about things that resonate with our community, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, well, the mother, which is our new apple cider vinegar gummy, and she's from New York, and she always say, <laughs> what's going on with your mother? So, <laughs> <laughs> not like I'm gonna call your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
accent right there. Yeah, I gotta call your mother. And then so so you know, and you know, apple cider vinegar. We took a while to get it out, but we wanted it to have the mother, which is so important, and mm -hmm. apple cider vinegar because it has the probiotics and the enzymes and stuff. So we call it the mother, uh, King Essentials, the royalty line stuff, kind of the essentials, King Essentials, Queen Essentials, our kids is young royalty. So with that blood royal, we from royal bloodline, you know, royal family. Um, and then we got gut reaction kind of for our probiotics. And then we got sunny days for our vitamin D, which is very important in our community. I'm doing a public service announcement to get the vitamin D. We have very bad vitamin D deficiency. Um, and then we have our kind of vegan multivitamin and minerals, um, which is a pill that's called Living My Best Life. Um, mm. So we can just kind of make the names kind of resonate cool and fun, but just to give a sense of pride, which we have, and um, and just to make you feel good about something that's kind of cool. And then, you know, it's cool to hold up on Instagram or on, online. I, I'm taking my King Essentials and I'm taking my Queen Essentials. So um, it's been really good. What do you think, babe? No, I like, you know, that that definitely is why we did it. But just to like touch on again, like our original vitamins was the multivitamin uh, queen and king essentials and young royalty. And I think that why that was so important to us, because health, yeah, we talk about health, 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 that's your most valuable asset, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But physical health is in conjunction with mental health, yeah. um, is in conjunction with spiritual health. And I think a, a lot of, I think our community has lost its grounding and foundation in understanding that who we are is not necessarily from or demonstrates or reflection of our royal blood or where we were taken from. Mm. So we cannot let how the world sees us, treats us, what we accept to be. We, it's like we we've forgotten. They have they have separated us so far from our queen and king heritage and our kingdoms, and we was owning and running and all this stuff. Oh. And you know, we're like the bottom of the totem pole. But mm -hmm. they deliberately did that. They they deliberately wanted to get us as far from our thrones and our crowns as possible, so that we would kind of just kind of kowtow and be a subdued servant or slave to them. And it's just kind of, and that's where we are. And I think we need to give back to our legacy greatness. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. it just, it just, it's like, we're so dope. Like to think like, it don't make no sense. It just doesn't <laughs> make any sense. You know what I mean? We don't get no wrinkles. Mm -hmm. Like people pay mad money to have, our, to have our lips. Mm -hmm. We out here feeling bad and thinking mm -hmm. that you know you can talk to us any kind of way or what? And it kind of be us, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. You know, but it's like I really, we really wanted to. Yes, it's the health piece, but we wanted to also have that underlying like you are important. You know, you come from like royal blood. This isn't no Queen of England, Meghan Markle BS. We like you know, if Wakanda was a place, I swear to God. Like that is like that that could be us, you know what I mean? Like we're so smart, we have all the attributes, we got all the we run high faster, we jump higher. Like what what don't we dominate? 
but we don't have access and we don't have power. So it's like, if we understood that and we believed in ourselves as mm -hmm. much as we were meant to believe in ourselves based on mm -hmm. our birthright, mm -hmm. you can tell us nothing. That's right. Like, really? Yeah. I'm with you all day. I see why you married her. Yeah. Jeez, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. Man, come on. Like, we're real talk. Real talk all day, baby. It's real. It's real. I love everything you said. I mean, I'm just, you make me want to just figure out some things. Like, what can I do to make myself better? Okay. Come on, queen. <laughs> I love all of that. Okay, so now we're going to get into the storytelling portion of the podcast. To me, this is my favorite because I've noticed the guests, they go through like a self-reflection when they answer this question. And then I also hear people just being inspired by this portion. So with that being stated, the first half is what is a high that you guys did as far as accomplishments or milestones, whatever the case may be. And you legit patted yourself on the back and was like, we did that. Once she took a step back and was like, okay, we made it happen. What was that moment and what did it look like? Oh, that's a big, that's a, that's a big reflection. It's saying just in general or with the business or you just saying. In general, it could be life. It can be business. It can no, be marriage. I should go first then. Okay. So, and I'm saying it from, I'm in the company, but. I, Darian, like, is the, he's the, he's the guts of it. He's the gears. He, like, literally, like, makes the company do what it does from, like, nothingness. Like, I remember one of our first, um, before, pre-COVID, like, events, we went to, I think, like, a Black Business Expo or something, and I dropped him off before I went to work, and we were literally, like, his bags for the vitamins was, like, um, like brown lunch bags, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was like our first event and we were just happy to get out there. So, but he like, he, he, he runs every aspect of the company. So I put input, I do the health stuff, we talk, all that stuff. But to me, when we like play catch up and I say, you know, hey, what's going on? What's new? Cause every day he's having a conversation with somebody. But to hear that companies are finding out about us and calling us, you know, like Amazon called us, Walmart is calling us, HEB and Central Market, we got opportunity, they found us, you know? And it's like, to see it go from brown paper bags to companies that see products come and go all the time, understand business strategy, really, see the potential and what it's really trying to do to me is the high you know what I mean because like I said we live we sometimes we're two shifts past the night I'm at work all day he's here I come home he's like I'm getting into bed I gotta get up at 2 a.m you know <laughs> so you know when we do catch up and I hear about all the stuff that's been happening I'm like who is you you know what I mean because it's so weird to know we were in brown paper lunch bags and right. now we're at Central Market in Texas. We're at Pond City Market down the street. We're Amazon, you know what I mean? These are talks and it's not about like that being the be all end all, but mm -hmm. in the world seeing it when 
for us, it was just a conversation. It was just an idea, mm-hmm. like, hey, let's do it. But to mm-hmm. see when we can order some Alaska, I said, who the hell black in Alaska? <laughs> like, <laughs> we should have bought her to Alaska, girl. That's so good. You know, but I mean, yeah. but because it's like it's it's everywhere. It is, you know, mm-hmm. and I give so much credit to his determination and his like his his strive and his drive for like perfection and excellence and you see so many black companies that think because they're black that should be good enough for you for you to support it mm-hmm. i call bs on that if mm. i spend money on something white black green yellow i want good customer service and mm-hmm. i want a product and just because you're black if you are if you giving me some trash if you have a bad attitude i'm not going to continue to keep supporting you because you're black you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i think his business background has like elevated his expectation of what he wants because he's a Virgo and if it ain't perfect it ain't happening he puts puts what he would want out of a business into Mm -hmm. other people if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so to me Mm -hmm. is like dude you went from a brown paper lunch bag yo to like it's so big it's it's awesome it's like and, and that's just my thing from like you know I'm inside but sometimes I feel outside mm-hmm. if that makes it does yeah appreciate that babe I appreciate that I guess for me too is just um just the people you know mm-hmm. the people who like you know like you said starting from that brown paper bag and I went to an event and I you know I'm not knowing how anybody's going to feel about it. I got these vitamins. I haven't shown one of them, sold any of them. And I got these, you know, and I'm at this business function, which is a business function really at the um, um, Black Chamber of Commerce is where it was. And then, uh, but then this reception, people like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And then it's just growing and just every day when the people purchase, you know, and I wake up in the morning, I'm just so appreciative and it makes me feel like, man, I want to, like you said, provide that excellence. I want to go beyond, you know, and I want to just really make a difference. You know, my mm-hmm. vision is really just, you know, I want to get to the part point where, you know, people are really buying and we're investing millions of dollars in our community. You yeah. know, With me, I would like to have like health centers in our community. Like me, mm-hmm. I see it's so big, like, you know, um, being able to like um, help ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and sometimes you like may post something. Like, I was thinking about Facebook ad one time, and it was um, this white gentleman, like, you know, oh, you know, this is racist. This is this. This is that. And you know, why are you guys doing that? And I was saying, you know, you don't want the tax money to go help us in healthcare. Uh-huh. You know. You don't want, you know, you don't want us, you don't want to give no money. But then when we trying to do something, so you just want us to wither way down. I'm trying to, we trying to, you know, it's just like, you know, we have the health disparities and we want to do something about it. So I feel like, you know, the millions of dollars we spend with these other brands and other healthcare brands and other vitamin brands, it's like, you know, they should be a non-factor, you mm-hmm. know? We should like be spending money to where it's like, okay, this is going to give back to my community. And so we're just really wanting to grow and set an infrastructure to allow us to do that. And if that's retail, at least, and we're trying to really figure that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
just the everyday customer just give me the passion every day to strive. So that that that's what really does it for me. Because it's like, you know, you almost know every name. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that before. That's that's Tanya Harrison on the last. <laughs> you know, Tanya Hyatt. No, that's a different. You know, just it just it's. I'm so appreciative that people see and feel the vision, and now I just want to make the vision. Um, big and and make everybody feel proud of their purchase and be like, man, I had a part in doing that and making a change. So that's really where I'm at. Beautiful. Okay, so on the other end of the spectrum, as you guys know, we have our highs, but we also have our lows. What was a low that you guys came across? Either if that's a hesitation or it made you question, should we move forward? Should we stop? Anything of that nature. What, what did that look like? And how did you push forward? Because of course we're here talking, right? So you guys are still doing it. So how did you guys persevere and keep it going and staying dedicated and disciplined? Well, for me, when we initially launched, I mean, we had some positive mm-hmm. feedback, but we had some negative feedback. Um, just when we talked a little earlier, the hurdle was really getting Black people to be serious about their health. Yeah. You know, they wanted to spend $20 on a t-shirt mm-hmm. you know, versus our vitamin. You know, we would be at events. I'm like, well, you know, you're going to buy just like something that's just instantaneous and really trying to get us to overcome the stigma of, and I don't even know of a stigma, but, you know, taking the things for preventative health and that mm-hmm. That was a little scary for me. I would say that was a scary part because you know you go to an event and you talk to ten people, and mm-hmm. six out of ten people are just like, ah, oh, well, you know, vitamins don't work, or I don't need them. You know, I eat healthy, you know, but then you know, I eat, I eat vegetables. But then if you really got their diet, they ate some peas once a week. You know, they what I'm saying? vegan. They they vegan with leather shoes on. <laughs> Come on, it just don't go together. Silly, just silly stuff. You, you know what I'm saying? So any any kind of like hesitation, you know, and so I realized, like she said, it was a lot about, you know, education as well. So we try to focus on that. But that was a little discouraging, you know, um, that was like, you know, you know, taking our health seriously, you know. I mean, I think that's, a, and that's why I said that I hate the pandemic, but I've seen a change. It's like if we, in Atlanta, we have the belt line, <laughs> And like, it's so many more black people outside walking, you know, it's so many, it's like, it's just like so hard when we go out there, we're like, man, this is like dope, you know, they're walking, they're taking classes and they're doing those things. So I think that, you know, the mentality is kind of changing. So that's very hard. But I would just say that was a big obstacle to overcome because then you're dealing with such, you know, any, it just is a business mind. You mm-hmm. never want to put yourself in a position where it's just a small group of people. Sure. You know, it's like I could have thought of many brands. I think I've thought of a whole bunch of things where I could have painted a broad brush, you mm-hmm. know, to have me so much more of a customer base. You know, you're only dealing with, you know, 13% of the population. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that you're only dealing with 13% of the population and 92% of that population okay. is not taking their health ser- seriously. That's scary. Uh-huh. Think about putting all your money. That's a bad investment. Uh-huh. When you think about the numbers, yeah. It's a bad numbers investment, you uh-huh. know, but it's really, and that's what the banks were thinking. And that's when we went for grant funding, like, oh, what they were thinking, you know, but I'm like, uh, I had faith and it was like the passion of what we really wanted to do shine through. 
-hmm. And, um, you know, we weren't gonna, you know, we lost everything in the business. We weren't gonna, you know, be starving, but it was just like the passion overrode, I would say the passion for the business and the passion of what it could be overrode that fear for me. Love it. Anything, Dr. Carlina, she looking like... <laughs> What, baby? It's, I mean, it's, it's going to sound kind of like, I'm just, okay, I'm sensitive, right? I'm, I'm, I, I play tough, but I'm like soft as baby poop on the inside. And a big part of this company, you know, was I'm kind of the face of the brand and, you know, my pictures on the bottle and, you know, a lot of the ads have me. Um, and, it is my goal to do more actual education and post about it. But people like social media has made a lot of people who are just mean and bullies and just say things that have no rhyme, reason or merit. And like, you know, cause I was in, I was in Kuwait for a few months um, last year on a deployment. So I would be, you know, be looking at stuff. And some of the people were saying, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I don't want to go on here no more. I don't want to look anymore. So he will like, he'll handle a lot of stuff because one, he knows I'll either react and say something that doesn't make it better, or <laughs> it'll just make me hurt my feelings unnecessarily. Because at the end of the day, these people don't, I don't know them. They don't know me. Right. The logical me says it doesn't mean anything, but I think when we're talking about entrepreneurship, when we're talking about business, mm -hmm. you're never gonna be at a point where everybody likes what you're doing, is on, is on board with what you're doing. Um, and you kind of have to like see it for what it is and not let those few people who just wanna be jerks for sake of being jerks, kind of put you in a place where you stop doing what you know is the bigger cause and the bigger mm -hmm. reason. You know, so mm -hmm. for me, it's like sometimes I get really hesitant or I haven't done as much kind of putting my face out there and having these discussions because all I think about what somebody going to say or do, because I know I'm, I'm sensitive, but I'm trying to not be, but to, for, but for me, it's like, under, like seeing, it's different when you see bad comments on other people's stuff, right. you know, like, oh, they are banging. But when they say it to you, it's like, it, it hit different. You know what I mean? And you know you're my person, but it's like, they don't even know me like that to say that, you know? And it's like, it just sits in your head and you question, you know, you kind of doubt yourself. So I think, you know, and I think the way that business, the way that the world is going, almost every business, a big portion of the marketing strategy is going to be social media based. I don't think it's avoidable. That's true. And... I think you have to be understanding to that there is going to be some negativity that just comes with social media in general. You can have the cutest baby on there. Somebody's going to call it ugly. But once I think that you understand it and take it for what it is and push past it, it's not as much of a deterrent, you know, but I think you have to be ready for that. You have to be ready the, the bigger the platform you put yourself on, the more followers you have, the more ads that you put out, the more reach that you have, you're going to have people who have nothing better to do just to say something, to say it, 
but that shouldn't be something that deters you from doing what you know is your passion, is your goal, is your mission, if that makes sense. So, and he be having to be like, why are you acting like that? Dude, because you know, because <laughs> you know I'm real sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that I'm, I'm trying to do better. I'm still sensitive about it, but I have to like not care as much about it. So I think that was like, it became real when people started like saying something about me like they knew me. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh no, you from Adam. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. weird. It, you know, it's just haters out there. And I know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I know, yeah. but it's like I think that's something that if you're if you're if you're not prepared for it, right. it's it's, yeah. it's it's something that could easily derail you mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you don't understand because I, I, I think it's unavoidable. I think you have to have a social media presence in order to get whatever it is you're doing to the eyeballs, to the ears, to the, to the, you know, the, the honeypots of who you're trying to reach to get what you want, you know, but with that, it's going to be a lot of jerks, period. Yeah. Okay. With that being stated, um, as you guys mentioned, some lessons and things of that nature that you guys have gone through during this journey, right? What would be, and just advice you would give somebody that's listening Let's say they may be going through what you just mentioned, Dr. Carlina. I'm putting my face out there. I'm kind of nervous. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Or somebody that's listening that wants to start a product, but I don't know if I should make it happen or I don't have the investment and I don't have the resources. What would be just some advice that you could give somebody that's listening right now? It could be anything. Well, for me, I would just say, you know, you know, educate yourself. I think um, YouTube is like, it's like such a good resource that people just, you know, it's like underutilized. Underutilized. It's yeah. like a college. You can learn anything. You can find anything. I knew nothing. I had, I built a website. I did the design. I did trademarking. I did all that myself because, you know, I'm thinking of this investment and I was going to do as much as I can for myself. So mm-hmm. learn for yourself before you do anything. And also another thing is learn how to do something before you pay somebody to do something, you know, and that is, so you know what fair market value is, right? So when I went into doing a trademark and realized it's only 250 something dollars to do a trademark and it's like three steps and you just fill it out versus you pay an attorney $1,500, $2,000, and then you realize that there's nothing to it because you didn't take the time to figure it out. But even if you're going to have somebody do your social media, learn social media so you can know what to pay them and what's that, what that's worth. If not, you're just going to get numbers. So try to do as much as you can so you know as much. And so you know how, even when you're delegating, because mm-hmm. you know what it takes, you know, it's just like, you know, you need to do this or that. And I know how much time it takes. So don't call me and say it took this and that because I've done it. You know, so I think that's good advice. And um, don't be scared to fail. You know, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're going to fail. Everything is not going to be perfect, but, you know, it's, uh, and be disciplined. It's a phrase I like, and I'll let you go after that. Be disciplined. So there's two type of pains. There's a pain of discipline and a pain of regret. You're going to get pain. You got to decide which one. 
like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Y'all are just an amazing pair. This is exciting. Go ahead. For me, and I think this applies not only to business, but I tell my patients this all the time. Whenever you do something that's going to be challenging, that's going to be difficult, that's going to be out of your previous experiences, um, remember your why. Because you're going to have good days. There's going to be days where you don't feel like doing it. You feel like giving up. Um, you kind of let your task slip. You fall behind. And as soon as you get to that point where you're like, I just don't feel like it. Um, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Remember why you started. And for mm-hmm. some people, it's going to be a very frivolous why. And that may be the end of your journey. But mm-hmm. if your why is generational wealth, if mm-hmm. your why is to make a better situation for your family, if your why is to improve yourself, if your why is to help your community, if your why is to stunt on these hoes, whatever, <laughs> I'm saying whatever your why is, okay, that needs to motivate you because mm-hmm. that typically doesn't change. It can get enhanced, but when it's hard, why did you start this, right? And mm-hmm make that give you the fire to get back on it because it's not going to get easier. It, it, it just won't, but have it fuel you to get past, like I said, that pain, that's a pain of discipline, but it's your why that drives you and push you so you can get to the point. And then you can like realize your why your why has come into fruition to what it is. Now it's your reality and you can enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we re- it's easy to get dist- discouraged and sidetracked. Mm-hmm. But when you feel at your bottom, like, why, 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 why do you do any of this to this point? Mm. If it's really a bunch of fluff, then it's not a big deal. It's probably going to dissolve anyway. But if it's worth something, mm-hmm. you'd be like, all right, let me, let me get the hell on up. Because what mm-hmm. you say? It takes a bold man who lay in the bed. <laughs> what is it? I forgot what it said. It, takes a- it was something like, you got to be a bold somebody to lay in the bed and you ain't got no money in the bank. Why the hell you know? Yeah, that's bold. (laughs) So, you know, it's like at some point, like what matters to you Mm -hmm. and use that to push you to do whatever the heck you is trying to do. Yes, indeed. All right, you guys. So what is upcoming for Pro Black Health? What can we look forward to? Well, we're growing. We just launched two new products. You talked about we had the apple cider vinegar um, gummies, and then um, we had a we had a regular probiotic and a capsule form, and mm-hmm. now we did a gummy form. Um, then we're working on um, uh, some diabetic stuff, um, blood pressure, blood pressure uh, prostate some of the ailments that were in our community. So we're working on some formulas for that. We're working on prenatal. Um, so we're working for some of those and then we're trying to really figure out, you know, a retail strategy of what we want to do. Of course, we love everybody to come to our site and just buy from us. But, you know, um, we may have to get that reach to get the volume of money that we want to do to give back to the community. So it's just like trying to find out those strategic partners that work best for the brand and keep the integrity of the brand. Um, and so we're trying to figure that out. And um, those are kind of the next move, just having it more accessible to more people. You know, a lot of people shop online, but, you know, a lot of people don't shop online. So trying to yeah. figure 
about how do we get into because it's one of those things that if people understand the mission they see the product they hear see the good reviews we got hundreds of great reviews it's kind of a no-brainer you know mm -hmm. it's like it's a win-win you know it gives back to the community it makes you healthier like if you can't get behind that then you know you know so really just trying to get our reach going so those are really the next thing is and just um engage with our community more we want to do some uh, some live events and those type of things once the pandemic is over and health fairs and health events and uh, also work on our strategy with our nonprofits. Um, we're also considering a nonprofit arm of our own and uh -huh. get behind that to go out in the community. A lot of the food deserts and places like that. We want to try to get some fresh produce in. And so it, it's, it's a big scope, but, you know, it's step by step, but we're really excited about it. And with that being stated, how can people purchase? How can people reach out to you guys? Website, social media handlers, anything as far as communication. For people that's listening, how can they support? Um, ProBlackHealth.com. ProBlack is spelled P-R-O-B-L-K, health.com. And then uh, Instagram is at ProBlack, P-R-O-B-L-K underscore health. Uh, we're on LinkedIn at ProBlack at Pro Black underscore health, Twitter at Pro Black underscore health. Facebook has to be all together. So it's at Pro Black Health all together. Um, and just um, go online, check us out, um, hit us up. If you have any questions, we're very responsive. We got email, text message, instant, instant message, whatever, any kind of message you get to us. And um, Give us a try and then we'll give you a discount code for we'll leave for you to give your community. Um, so they can, so um, we'll make that code for you and you can share that. But we're excited about it. Check us out, at least follow us, you know, um, and uh, give us a shot. And uh, we've got great products. They're very good. They're top quality. Some of the most premium brands, better than what you're getting in the stores. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't realize a lot of these brands are cheap, you know, but if you look at the back, it don't have everything you're supposed to have in it. You're just looking at price. But the old adage goes, you get what you pay for. You know, people come to us and be like, oh, the gummies are this and that, but they're plant based. They're not made with gelatin. We don't have any pork bones. We don't have any any of that mess, any kind of filler, you know. So they're not going to be $7.99 gummies that you find at, you know, you know, some of these stores. They're going to be very premium, very good, and they're going to be good for you. And we have all the certificate of analysis. We share all of that. So um, just give us a shot and you'll be happy. And I saw that you guys have a program for ambassadors. Yeah, and we're working. On, yeah, we're working on that, and we're trying to um, trying to find a cool name for it. We're thinking health revolutionaries. It's kind oh. of you know, kind of on my mind, and really have a robust program in a community that kind of has a newsletter and make everybody excited. So you can sign up now, and then we're looking at launching in the next couple of months, kind of a ambassador affiliate program a little bit of both but that way you're able to join the movement share the movement and also being able to not only make some money you know and also share but you know you're also giving back so you gotta realize every purchase that happens so it's kind of a feel good and you also can um 
grow your network, spread the, spread the word. So we're very excited about that launch, but we want to make it cool. I was like, I, I kind of wanted to launch it earlier this year, but I want like a cool newsletter of vibes, some nice t-shirt. I want like, just like the bomb, like I'm a health revolutionary. What are you? Did you see Juice and the Black Messiah? <laughs> did you see it? Yes, I did. On, um, HBO Max. I loved it. I definitely enjoyed it. A revolutionary. We all need to have that passion as, as for change. What is, is not what should be, you know, in a lot of respects. So how to revolution means to change. How do we change where we are to elevate us to like the next level? I love it. I'm so excited. Well, we're wrapping it up. We just have one more segment and it's called Motivational Moment. This is a quote or a Bible verse. Anything that sparks my eye, I just bring it on the show to share it with my audience, to get your thoughts, get my thoughts and just have a little brief coming together situation. So today it is a verse. Blessed is the one who endures trials. And this is James chapter one, verse 12. When I first read this, I thought about the test of testimony. Because if you're just going through life and you're just scared because you want because you don't want to fail, I feel like you're not going to progress or grow. I feel with every journey, you're going to be knocked off to go on a different route to get to your destination only because it's going to make you stronger. So I feel like those are where the biggest blessings are. I feel like those are where the biggest gems and the biggest jewels that you'll receive from God, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I first read that, I was just thinking about my personal journey because it hasn't been easy. Some days I'm like, yo girl, let's give up, let's make it happen. And some days I'm like, you know what, I quit. Let me go ahead and clean up some job applications, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to understand with those thoughts, it's either going to make me or break me. So I have to continue to move forward because I know what I'm going through is going to be a testimony for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So with that being stated, what do you guys think about that verse? I mean, I think that you said it is just that, you know, you know, the gems and the best things are life. You got to like work for, you know, and you got that just like, it's just anything. You're working out, you want muscles, you got to work. It's like the same thing. It's like so constant in, in life. It's just the things that are that are great for you, they're, they're, they're hard to do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so just sticking with it, I think that unfortunately, um, the young people today with, you know, social media and kind of sharing their lives, they, they're so worried about what everybody else thinks. And that's just so so hard it presses on them so much so you know just follow your mission your goal you know get blinders on you know and and work work like a miner working the door you don't have to let everybody know everything you ain't got to tell mama brought my sister i'm about to start that because once you start telling everybody mm -hmm. they gonna tell you you can't do it or all the reasons why you can't do it so just uh stay 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 in alignment and and because the last thing you want to do is to be old or be at a point where you're about to pass on whatever and you'd be like, man, I should have tried that. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's like the biggest, that's, that's like, that sucks. Yeah. You know? So what about you, babe? I'm gonna keep it short. Cause I know I can talk a lot, but what that verse reminded me of is, um, 
I had a patient that I saw maybe last week or whatever, and she's trying to start the weight loss surgery process. And she was saying that she wants to be selfish because apparently a lot of people in her life are always pulling from her and she wants to take her life back. It's time for me to be selfish and do what's best for me. And I said, you know what? I don't think what you're doing is selfish. I think what you're doing in terms of trying to better yourself, trying to be more disciplined, trying to do what's hard and what's not innate to you is actually selfless because what self is sitting on the couch and watching TV and eating your Popeyes every day. Selfish is on the weekend, instead of going out and maybe taking a walk, you just want to sleep all day and watch Netflix. Selfish is I want ice cream today and I want ice cream tomorrow and I want cake the next day. Fulfilling that immediate gratifying need is selfish behavior. The selfless thing is doing what's hard so that you can better yourself and then be there for everybody else that you love and who loves you. That's what selfless. Selfless is doing the work. It's not comfortable. I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like meal prepping. But what is the game? The game is you feel better. The game is you have a kid who's six months old and you want to be there for them to graduate. That's selfless. Selfish is like, man, let me just do Cheetos and hot dogs. That's because, <laughs> because that, that's what you want right now. That's one of the most mm-hmm. selfish things you could do. So to yeah. me, selflessness is actually doing some things that are hard, that are uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. what gain so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're able to give more of yourself to everyone and everything because you're doing the work on yourself to be better you know mm-hmm. so it was just like when she was talking to me and I was like really don't even think about it like that mm-hmm. selfish mm-hmm. you want to do right then it's going to get you nowhere to me that's selfish mm. I am just excited you guys gave so many nuggets we had a whole educational history program <laughs> I am just super, super thankful. We are wrapping it up. Did you guys have any last thoughts or anything? No, just thank you so much for the opportunity. It's um, yeah. it's just good people like you that are passionate about that. It's just like, it's, it's, just, it's just what this, every it's just what everything's all about. And the fact that you are really with your platform trying to give back to other people. And so if it's anything that we can do or post or anything we can do to help you that we're, we're definitely on board for it. Thank you guys so much. Well, you guys make sure if you're listening to support pro black health, they gave you all the information you need. So there's no excuse. <laughs> exactly. So if you're listening to this morning, noon, evening or night, thank you guys for tuning into another episode of what's good podcast. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.